It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. How's everything going? You know, it's getting better. It's getting better all the time. Yeah. You should write a song. Yes. I think it's already been written. <laughs> you think? I think it might have been written already, but um, we haven't done a show in a few weeks. No. So this is our first show, uh, and it's been a difficult few weeks because of uh, COVID that's still happening. We are in the thick of it, and uh, we hopefully we're coming out of it, but I don't know if that's the case. Right. And we're very interested in what people are doing during this sequestration. Yeah. How are they getting along? How are people dating in this new world? We don't know if that's happening to the degree it used I to think, be. I think, I think it's changing everybody, single, partnered. I know it's this, this time has, uh, this moment in time has changed me. It's changed a lot about how I feel um, and you know because I've lost both my parents in the last few months and um, and then adding in what happened with you know protests and there's just a, a lot of um, I don't know stuff in the air and it makes me feel like uh, it's it, you, you start thinking about do we want to live here we've had some conversations about moving this has brought up a lot of, um, I don't know. When when crisis hits, it makes you think. It's You start to... But there's also an angst and anxiety that occurs that we wouldn't have had if this wasn't going on. So I think that it causes you to rethink so many things that you would not normally think about. Right, like moving. Like moving, like residence. It just Where so happens. Where do we live? Right. How, are we happy here? We're, we're happy here. We're okay here, but we have aspirations to be others in other places. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what we're thinking right now. And I mean, that's just, okay. I think it's, it's healthy. It's sort of yeah, and it came out of nowhere, actually. It's not like we were we've been planning and thinking something in yes. this moment right now has triggered, at least in me, uh, a lot of different feelings and yes, angst being one, and the need to change and the need to change up our environment and the need for peace and quiet, mm -hmm. um, I feel like it might be time to move. Well, I'd say it's, it's definitely time to consider things that we wouldn't be normally considering, I think. So, so that's one of them. And isn't it kind of ironic and coincidental that today's, today's guest wrote a book about house hunting and spouse hunting and how the... The, the hunt for homes is sort of the same. You can make a bunch of analogies to right. searching and hunting and looking for a mate, looking for love. Well, it's you have fascinating. All, right? Yeah, I could I've, see that there is a connection. Uh, and uh, just in our, our brief interaction with Brian, who is our guest today, uh, I, can, I can tell that he's a, a people person, so he's going to have some great insight into this. And we're looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny how they relate in a way. Looking for a house, looking for love, the things you do, the the requirements, the criteria, standards, what you're willing to accept, what you're not willing to settle for. And if you're looking uh, to flip... <laughs> right in love yeah so, uh, it's not really that's that may not apply actually okay. i don't know so uh let's talk about ryan well i want to i want to just say just how funny and sort of related it all <clears throat> is to each other so buying and selling a home can be a long and frustrating process finding a partner could be a long and frustrating painful process okay uh broken window fix it carpet coming up tack it down could you lose 15 pounds? Uh, could you, you know, spruce up a little bit? Can you make the necessary changes and improvements? Yes. That has that in common. Uh, you never know when the right buyer is going to come along. Keep the house tidy. Hello, brush your teeth and your hair and take a shower. You have to be ready point. at all times because you're kind of selling yourself. You are your house in a way. Your house is you. Right? Uh, the last thing you want is to buy a house and discover it's a money pit. Okay? The last thing you want to do is get involved with someone with a ton of emotional baggage and, yeah, you know. And go broke. Try, right. Good one. The neighbors at your new home tend to play a much greater role in the day-to-day -day, -day than you think they will. Your partner's friends and family, right, they're going to play a large role and possibly be a pain in the ass. So you got to check out the neighbors and you got to check out your partner's people, which I hid from you yes. for a little bit. <laughs> I'm but once you met out. the in-laws, you, you learned to love them. <sighs> you know what? We can't play that. Yes, we can. We're always going to play that sound effect. Because, you know. It has a different meaning. Now. It kind of does. <laughs> Yeah. God bless her. She yes. Knew, but she's probably laughing. I hope so. Right now. She has a great heaven. sense of humor. Yeah. And she liked dark things. And yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. So anyway, the point we're making is that, um, yeah, Thank my phone's you. ringing in the background. Robbie and I actually, just a few nights ago, we sat here and we made a list of all the things we want in a house, much like someone would make a list, right, about all the things they want in a guy so i did that tennis court pool people do that they make lists and it's yes. really good to make lists i think because it, then you get a visual you get an image of it in your yes. mind and you get it in your mind's eye and then you mm. know that when you see it and i guess if you do it enough you i've been told if you i mean i don't know about love i don't know if you look at a list you know enough times you're going to manifest something but hey what the hell, right? You want to bring one? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to read his bio. Okay. I actually know him from another life. That's what makes this so cool. Brian Belafont, our guest today, began his career in Hollywood where he quickly rose in the production ranks as a top director shooting hundreds of TV commercials for household name brands and dozens of award-winning art films. Realizing he was looking at a major life change when his child was born with special needs, he re relocated to Portland, Oregon and became one of the top-selling real estate agents in the Pacific Northwest. 
Following an unexpected divorce, he wondered if he could use the set of 99 rules, which I just mentioned a few of, uh, to, I've lost where I am, of real estate, he developed to re-enter the dating world with the goal of finding a new spouse. As luck would have it, he could, and now readers everywhere can do the same. Brian Belafont, welcome to Done Being Single. Hello, Brian. Yeah, give him some, baby. Give him some sugar. Hi, guys. <clears throat> this is actually really, really cool for me. Thanks. Okay, good. Thank you for being on. Great, great. So, okay, you heard our opening segment, and there's so many parallels, correct? Spouse it's incredible. Hunting, it blows hunting. my mind. I mean, and let me sort of go back by saying that up until I started doing this for other people, I was crappy at doing it for myself. I mean, not just in terms of dating, but also in terms of houses. It's like I would just like stumble onto something and go, that'll work. And sometimes it did. I've been incredibly lucky. And sometimes not so much. So tell us. Okay, about the book, the genesis of the. At what point did you go? Oh my God, light bulb! This is a this is a lot like looking for a house. The, the dating world. Yeah, you kind of you you probably. I mean, you started to say I. I got divorced, and it was unexpected for me. I don't think it was really unexpected for my ex. You know, she kind of sprang it on me. And this was nine years ago. <clears throat> she really enjoyed the process of divorce so you know we we she invited me to appear in court many times over the course of four or five years where she would present her particular interpretation of reality and me and herself and you know so i, I have some trust issues um and so for several years i i wasn't ready to be dating and i wasn't paying attention to i mean i would date but i wasn't paying attention to getting a relationship and so that allowed me to focus on my children and my work and in my work i was putting people with homes i was helping them find the thing that would get into their hearts and then one day i suppose i was ready i was dropping off my daughter to school and we were talking about friends and how friends aren't necessarily the same as people whose company you enjoy. And what does that mean? And how can you make sure that the people that you find that you keep, keep close are your friends? And this light bulb went off and I'm like, oh my gosh, I already know the answer to this. I have all these rules that I've been writing down about the things that I guide my clients to do in real estate. I wonder if they all parallel how it worked to find a relationship. And as I went through, it was uncanny how how connected those two things are and when you think about it it makes sense it's the same process i mean you're looking for something that will make you happy that will feed your soul that you can give to and that will you know make your life better that will last that's what it's all about okay so do you know anything about the secret and the law of attraction I, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. all right i may be getting ahead of myself but this is it just that popped up in my mind because this sounds like when you make lists and you know you think about in advance what it is that I want what am I looking for do you think that if you um, if you put the energy out there for a certain kind of a person a mate a partner or a house if you think enough about it and you visualize that it will make itself appear that it will you will find it and it will find you See, I'm, I, I, I call myself not a spiritual person, even though 
I've been called on that a lot of times because I act like a spiritual person and I believe in some spiritual things. But when it comes down to it, I think of myself as more practical. And so I think that, yes, it works, but the way it works isn't that the universe hands it to you. It's that you recognize it when it comes along. And it's a lot easier for you to dismiss the things that aren't going to work for you because, you know, oh, look at that pretty paint. How many of your clients get what they want? How, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how many would you say check all the boxes or enough of the boxes? When you say clients, do you mean in, in the real estate world? Yes. It's close to 100%. And I think that when it isn't 100%, it's because they really haven't done the work to understand exactly what it is that they do want or what they can have. I mean, there is a limit. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, I want a, a tennis court and a house on the beach. But let's also be realistic. You know, I, I'm not in that position. That's, that's not the house that's going to come to me. So when you realistically evaluate, you know, there's want and there's need. And, you know, when I, I, I don't know if we're going to get into this, but you were talking about a list. I'm a, I, I've broken down the list into three sections and it's the deal breakers, which are the things that I absolutely have to have in a house. You know, it's like, if I've got three kids, I can't live in a studio. And then there are the things that there has to be a compensating reason for not having those things. You know, um, if I want a big front yard and I find a house that has a small front yard, but it's across the street from a park. Will that park compensate for the fact that I don't have a big front yard? So that's the compensating reason. And then the thing that I think is, for me, sometimes the most important is the list of the things that I'm attracted to. And part of that is because it makes me aware that, you know, like I love a mid-century modern home. But if I turn this camera around and you saw the way I live, goddamn, no. I can't, I can't live in a house like that, especially with two kids and a dog and, you know. So yeah, I'm very much attracted to that, but that is probably not where I belong. And then when you make those lists, you go through and, and the deal breakers are, you know, there. If, if somebody or something doesn't have the thing that's important on your list, out it goes and you move on. <clears throat> the middle list, the stuff that you have to have a compensating reason for are things that you can negotiate on. You know, am I willing to give up this thing that's important? And if so, what am I getting in return? And then the attractive thing is like, yeah, I am. I'm. My head is turned by that. Nice if it has it. Do you find that deal breakers uh, in in real estate, similar to deal breakers in personal relationships, are are sometimes things that you have to take a second look at because it at what what might have been initially a deal breaker might be something that everything else is so good. I, I, this is not so much of a deal breaker anymore for me. And that may be, uh, on a personal level, it may be religion. It may be politics. I don't know. It may be something else that you can went in going, this is a deal breaker for me, but now because I like so much about her or I like so much about this house, that's, that's less important. Absolutely. I mean, I think that one of the things that I try and tell my clients too, is that these lists, just because you've written it down, doesn't make it, you know, you're not writing it in stone. You get to go, Hey, you know what? Maybe this is something that, you know, that works for me or that doesn't work for me. 
Um, and, and nobody is going to evaluate you except yourself. I mean, you know, I, I have this thing about dietary restrictions that used to be sort of a deal breaker. It's like, I don't want to go out with somebody who has dietary restrictions because I'm kind of an omnivore. Well, turns out I met this girl and she's almost entirely vegan and it's working. Right. So the thing is, I, the deal breaker with her would be if she wouldn't allow me to be an omnivore. That's not her thing. This is, uh, this is really so front and center right now. I just had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine who is single. And then a lot of um, our audience is probably in their 50s, 60s, you know, midlife, single, divorced, would you say? Uh, yes. Lots, lots single. 40s, yes. And, uh, and I was listening to um, – I, I was on my spinning bike and uh, – the stones, uh, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need, mm -hmm. which I love. That song, is just, it just really resonates for me because I have come to a place in my life, and I think you do at this age, or you should at this age, where, hey, you know, there is no such thing as perfection, and yeah. that if you keep looking for it, you probably won't find it because you probably won't. It can't you can't possibly find someone with everything you need but with that said you might find someone or everything you want pardon me everything you want yeah like I need a guy who's this and that and this I need I want I want I hear it all the time my single girlfriends are always yeah. at this age and I say hey you know maybe if you just relaxed a little bit and you you lowered your expectations, not in a bad way, not in you know a, a bar lowering way, but ease up on it. You may find what you need, and I think that's sort of a little bit of a mantra. It is for me in my life with anything. I, I think know. you're absolutely right, and I also think that the way I sort of frame it to the people that I work with is. If you're looking for somebody who is this sort of objective perfect thing, don't you have an obligation to be equally perfect back to them? Yeah. Of it's like I, I had this guy's, you know, he, he had a crush on Steffi Graf, and he thought that they were determined to be together. And I'm like, what are you offering her? You know, what what does she see in you? You know, let's let's answer that question because if she can, I mean, you can't really know. Maybe she would, but. She's exposed to so many people with so many objectively amazing things. And this is a guy, you know, he goes to work nine to five every day. And oh. then let's also take that next step. It's like, if this were to work out and, you know, you were in a room with Steffi Graf and your eyes met, you know, whatever, where does this go? Because she's on the circuit. She's off practicing. She's up at four in the morning practicing. What are you doing at four in the morning? Are you, are you sleeping? Or are you going to get up? You're going to change your life so that you can be up at four with her practicing. Or are you going to encourage, manage, mm -hmm. you know, support? Because mm -hmm. it's one thing to, to idolize. It's like, yeah, I'd love to have a tennis court. Well, who's going to clean the tennis court? Who's going to take care of it? Who's going to insure the damn thing? You know, those things too. How long have you been good friends with Andre Agassi? Ah, <laughs> it's hard to count. <laughs> okay. He doesn't have a nine to five, but... Uh... That's a, that's a, you know, that's a really interesting thought because when you think like my sister had a, the biggest crush on Paul McCartney and you know, she thinks that, Oh, you know, 
I'm perfect for him or so, you know, how do you know that? You know what? Uh, but everybody thinks that whoever they have a crush on is going to reciprocate in the same way. And it doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. Well, yeah, there is a saying, be the person you want to date. Absolutely. Without right? wanting to date yourself. Yeah. You, if you, uh, I mean, that's where growth, personal development, self-improvement come in. That's where you want to have your house look as good as it can be in order to sell it. But I also yeah, agree I with, you sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I just say, this is what I love about your, your podcast here. It's like, you're not, this isn't a dating podcast. This is a relationship podcast. You know, yes. if I want to go get out late, get laid, that's different than if I want to find somebody that I'm happy waking up with every morning, having problems that she can help me solve and having her have problems that I can help her solve and supporting each other. That's, I'm sorry for me, that's not Steffi Graf. It's a very personal subjective thing, obviously, but yeah. I, I agree with you is that you have to be prepared to deliver what it is you are expecting from somebody you you need to that's that's just a given right there yeah that's very important Yeah, but at some point it has to you have to come to some level of acceptance self-acceptance i mean there's another saying that you are enough people say that all the time in the dating world you are enough and and you should be enough and then i say my response to that is but you're not off the hook you still have to work and grow and learn and do all the stuff to keep your, you know, to keep yourself happy and healthy and attractive if you're single out there, or to keep yourself uh, healthy emotionally if you're in a relationship. I mean, you got the work continues. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for that second part. I think it's super important. You, you're not off the hook. You don't get to just go through life and say, you know, somebody will stumble along and think I'm amazing. Why wouldn't you want to be amazing? Be as amazing as you can be as yourself. And, you know, there is that sort of self-fulfilling thing that the people that are drawn to you are going to share a lot of your qualities and characteristics and values. Question for you, Brian. Were you uh, single when you became, uh, when you got into real estate or had were you already married? Or did it happen at the same time? No, I was definitely single. I mean, we were still enjoying the court. Okay, system, so but, I have a question yeah. for both you guys because you're in sales yeah. in some way. How do you apply your sales, your skills as salespeople to your dating life? How did you do that? And were you aware that you were doing it at the time? And is the, are there skills, sk- uh, sales, skills involved? Are there sales skills? Say that five times. No. You've got to be a salesperson if you're going to be single in you- a way. I want to hear it from you guys. Robbie, you go first. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yes, there is a skill set involved in a natural salesperson that uh, you can uh, translate what it is you know in sales for a product to what you are able to do with a potential mate. And that is, number one, make this person comfortable. Don't make this person feel like you're trying to sell them something. That's... I think it's very important. You don't want to come across as a salesperson, even if you are. I think the best salespeople are those that it's it's totally transparent. You're just conversing with them, and all of a sudden, you know, you can't get your checkbook out fast enough to buy what it is they're 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 pitching you. So I, I think that's important. Uh, but let's before we go to the next, I want to hear Brian's take on this too. Well, I, 
I have a rule, I think it's number 28 in the book, which is the listing doesn't sell the house. It sells the showing. What sells the house is the showing when somebody comes to get to know the house in person. I don't believe that my job is to sell houses. Uh, my job is to help people narrow down the field of houses to the ones that are most likely to be good fit with them and give them an opportunity to get to know those houses so that they can decide whether they want to buy that house. But I'm never, I mean, even if I could, I'm not going to talk somebody into a house. And it's the same thing with dating. So when it comes to dating, um, you know, I look for an opportunity sort of, I mean, the whole trusting is a big thing for me. When I feel comfortable enough that I can be myself with somebody, that's the first step. And then if she likes the person that I am when I let my guard down, that's the second step. Yeah. But it's not selling. I'm not trying to convince. No. You kind of have to sell like you don't need the sale. That That's also date you know, like that's you, negotiating. Date like you don't need the date. Okay. Yeah. I think need is really, I mean, that's that, that nails it. I mean, if you need the date, walk away. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's something, and this goes back to sort of desperation and how you feel it yeah. and you can smell it and sense it, and it's not a great look. No, it's not. It's, you know, if you're in the sales business, if you need, if you're desperate for a sale, it's like you can just feel that, you know, yeah. yikes, it's a turnoff. You know, there, there's so many terms that come to mind when you're uh, comparing real estate and dating. And one that I just came, came to my mind was staging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how do you, you know, what are you putting out there to uh, attract somebody that may not be real? It may just be a temporary kind of a attractiveness for a potential buyer to say, oh, I could see myself living in this environment but it also applies to your online dating profile because that absolutely and etc so go ahead no i think that what you know staging to me is like it's presenting an ideal it's like on my best day this is how i look in a photo this is you know the clothes that i wear how neat my room is i mean same thing with a house i mean you're you're not misrepresenting the house by putting nice furniture in it you're just saying this is what it could be on its best day and, you know, what are the alternatives? I mean, not staging means the house is empty. And showing it the way I live in it, that's, you know, that's taking a big risk on people having the vision to know what their life is going right. to be like in this house. That's why you, as an agent, I, you probably don't want the owner's stuff all over the place because it's highly personal and it can yeah. taint the... Uh, ability for the potential customer to see uh, a neutrality there. It's not neutral. It's it's that owner's vision. Yeah, and there are exceptions. I mean, there are people who have extraordinary taste and what they've done with their houses. It's like, yeah, I couldn't beat this. And, you know, one of the things that I tell a lot of my clients is that, you know, houses, you're selling a lifestyle. You're not selling a house. And so this, imagine you live this life. And so the furniture, the staging reflects the life that you get to live. Just as in a dating profile, it's like, imagine what your life is going to be like with me. I mean, we go windsurfing every Saturday up in the gorge. That's the message that I'm putting across in my profile. We, and, sorry, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. We were just on the MLS, what, yesterday? 
looking at listings. Oh my God. Well, we do live in it, a, a pretty uh, high end area down okay. here. It's it's it, kind of a it is shocking. It's depressing. You you it's like looking at dating profiles. What people <laughs> what people how they photograph their homes with the amount of junk and garbage and Some people put a crap. lot of effort into great photos. Some people didn't do oh any effort God. and they left the bathroom a mess and you see clothes on what the What is tip. that? You know, Desperation. It's, a window, Desperation. it's a window into their lives and yeah. it's fun in some ways, but it's also kind of depressing sometimes. It's sort of like the bathroom selfies to me. Oh God, bathroom you know, If you selfies. really think of the message behind that, what are you saying? That, Nobody else could take your picture. But the best place for you to show up is in a bathroom. Terrible. I mean, come on, With really? Mirror, yes. And, and in the same profiles, a lot of times you're like, I have all these friends. It's like, hand them the camera. Yeah, right? Please explain that, the bathroom selfie. I can't. Uh, I, I, I can. And it's also the, the driver's seat selfie. You, know, you see that as mm -hmm. well. And I think that there's a, uh, a similarity there in that a woman or a guy is going to see themselves in that look and say, oh, I look great. I need to take a picture of this right now. And there's nobody here to take my picture. I have to do it myself. And that's either in the driver's seat or in a bathroom. And that just happens. And I think that they don't think more than that about it. How, that's a very generous explanation. <laughs> Thank you. How often do you find yourself saying to, to clients, well, okay, it's not, you know, perfect house. It's got it's a little rough around the edges or whatever. Um, but if you could see it this way, or if you could give it a chance, or if you can give it a break, you know what I mean? You find yourself doing that? Not so much that, because what I like to do is with my clients is we, we start with a list. And then if we see a house that I think ticks all the things on the list, then we can always go back and go, okay, so it's got all the things that you say are important that you're not responding. Is there something missing on your list? Is there something on your list that, you know, now that you see this house doesn't square? And I find myself doing that with dating too. I mean, I have this ongoing list and, you know, I met this girl and she ticked all the boxes on the list, but, and a couple had before and all the deal breakers were, were there and almost every single one of the, you know, they must have a compensating reason they were all covered, but they just didn't quite, they didn't make it to the next, you know, we just didn't want to take it to the next round or whatever. And then I met this one and, you know, what is it? What made the difference? Well, it sort of came down. I, I had, you know, sat down with myself and went over my list. and like, okay, what's the part that's missing? In this case, it was the trust thing that I feel totally comfortable going you know, she's walking in the bathroom and I'm walking out. And I go, sorry, I just demoed it. I mean, there's no like hesitation. Like, this is me. I thought you were and... going somewhere else with that for a second. I'm sorry? I thought you were going somewhere else with that. She walks <laughs> in the bathroom and I fart. Oh. And it's fine. I thought that's what exactly. you were going to say. Boy. Well, that's trust. That's love. <laughs> that's, come on. Absolutely. That's is. feeling comfortable. Yeah. Yes. See what, see what being married to Robbie's done to me? It's yes. wonderful. Well, it is. Mm -hmm. He's 10 mm. years old, actually, my husband. Not at all. Ah, oh, raspberry. Where's the fart? Where's the fart? Which fart? <laughs> yes. Okay. Chicken farts. What the hell? <laughs> buttons got close. Do okay. you actually have like a, a bunch of buttons? Yes. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, been sound effect light for the past. You've been many a, shows. You're, you're, yeah, you've been a little. Your trigger finger is a little rusty. 
All right, so anyway. Okay, so there's another saying that men date women hoping they'll never change, and women date men hoping... They will? Hoping they'll change them. that they will, something like that, that they will change, or that they can change them. You've heard that before, right? Yeah, not in those words. Yeah, exactly. I think, and I think there's a whole lot of truth to that. I mean, it's, it's, and I'm a big fan of biology. I think that, you know, when we were hunters and gatherers, you know, women are vulnerable, particularly when they're pregnant and raising little nippers. So there is a requirement on, from a biological point of view to be protected, you know, and men want to spread their seed as far and wide as they can to, you know, perpetuate their own gene pool. And so, yeah, men are going to look for the fruit that's ripe and women are going to look at the one and go, that's going to keep me safe and help me raise the nippers until, you know, whatever. So maybe our society has progressed to the point where those things aren't as important. You know, I, women by and large are in a much better position to protect and defend themselves, even when raising children. And we're, we're, we're biologically be vulnerable. We're not in that kind of a society, but we're still wired with that stuff. I can't remember the rest of the saying. Women date men hoping they'll change or something. I think the, what I'm trying to get at is when you buy a house and you yeah. buy it, you commit to it, you commit to it because it looks great and or you commit to it. How many of your clients, I should ask you, say, all right, uh, sold, you know, I'm going to buy this house and not and just not change a thing. Or do people buy a house and go, oh, I'm going to change this and that and this and that. And it's the only way I can buy this house is if, it, if I can change it. It totally depends on the clients. I've had both. You know, I had clients, repeat clients, which I love. You know, they bought a house three years ago. We, they were ready to move up. Their salaries had gone up. They're doing better. And went and looked at the house. And they hadn't done a thing to it. And they're like, yeah, we just, we were new. We were going to get a new house. So just, mm-hmm. just turn this one and get into the next one. I think, you know, the thing is that they were honest about it. So that was great. You know, it's funny when you when you do find a place, whether you're, you're looking to move in as a tenant or whether you're looking to flip, you say, this house has good bones. Mm-hmm. And uh, same with people. We're a fixer-upper. Yeah. And, and so uh, is this person a fixer-upper? Because we do yeah. know people that gravitate towards wanting to fix people. And we, but what we've learned is you really can't fix people. People don't want to be fixed. Darn People themselves, they, fix themselves. they can, Shit. you know, they have to want to yeah. fix themselves in order to accept f- being fixed or being, yeah, <laughs> bad term, but, uh, or accept getting help. And that's really important. I think it's the uh, acknowledgement that I need help before you can accept help. Or and, you have to be willing, it, you know, I have, I have a growth mindset, which I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. You, not so much. Mm. There's, I, as I mentioned, Brian, uh, have a, I'm a fitness pro. Yeah. The worst client I've ever had in my life is my husband. He will not do one thing I say. He hates it. He hates every minute of me telling him. Okay. And I know what to do. I'm the boss here, you know. I have, right. I have the expertise. Okay, don't yeah. try to get out of this with sound effects. Don't even... Put that finger down. Put the finger down. That's enough. 
So can you blame me? You know, look, I want him to be, especially now, I want him to be in tip top shape. I want him to be healthy and strong. I don't want, God forbid, anything to happen, you know, but you, you, I don't think you dig that. You just are like, hey. I like to work out on my own schedule at my own pace. I say fix it up, you know. I know, and I'm doing it. You know that I am. I am putting that effort forth more than I've done in the past. So that's very. Yeah, important. don't get lazy. Uh. You, right, you got to keep right. up the house. You got to keep it looking good. There's repair work to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, little things and tweaks. You got to make it, you know, strong and healthy and looking good. Can I? Can I give you two answers? Please. One for each of you. Yes. Shut up and shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> I understand this because you're both right. You know, Trevor, your point of view is you want to do the regular maintenance so your house doesn't fall down. Maintenance. You also want to have, you know, a home warranty, meaning that if something does go wrong, you have recourse. You can help make it back to good. You want to get things to get better. The other side of it, Robbie, from your point of view, the thing that I caution people more in dating than with houses, because with houses, it's actually a good thing, that when you find somebody that's a project and you fix them, if you succeed, then they're fixed. They're not the same person that you were drawn to. So you're going to have to reevaluate relationship based on the fact that now this person has been fixed. What is your role? Yes. Very well. I was a boyfriend yeah. flipper. You know, come to think yeah. of it, Brian, I really was. I did yeah. that. I got the projects. I found the fixer-uppers, and I uh, fixed them, and then I'd flip them. Well, so I and then maybe they flipped me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know what? That's a very interesting point. So if you were to get me to your ideal mate's <laughs> physicality, <laughs> you'd have nothing to do anymore. That's no, so, I so don't. No, true. no, no. So I, true, I, I know. I love you. you what you are. I, well, uh, listen, you. I, and, I knew who you were when I, when we started dating, yeah, and, I, and I loved you then. I don't care. I don't care if you know you're not. You're not a gym rat. I knew that. No, I've never been that. But I do love competing, as you know. Okay. And well. I'm, I love if you sports. Put, if you put a ball in his hand, you put he will racket, do anything. I will. And yes. if you put. Yes. And if you put balls in his hands, he will really do anything. Uh, well. <laughs> anyway, the point is about, uh, oh, we could have a whole conversation about finding, you know, fixer-uppers. And, and yeah. oh, geez. Yes. It's never, you never end up on the, it's bad end for that, you know. Especially people who are uh, newly divorced and separated. Yeah. Yikes. You really, you know, buyer beware. Caveat emptor. I'm not yeah. saying they're bad people. I'm saying there is a, you know, Brian. And uh, I, I made that mistake over and over again thinking I can fix them. How'd that work out? Yeah. Does not work. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You know. But let the expert speak. Well, okay. <laughs> can I just sort of push back on that? Because I don't think of myself as an expert, you know, I think of myself as a guy who's tried to work out stuff for himself. And if it helps, great. You have people on the show who actually know their stuff. 
No, we don't. We, <laughs> Sounds like we, no, we, we, don't. We, we have, but you know, everybody is a person and everybody I think has, I, I agree with your attitude a hundred percent. If it works for me, I am happy to share it. It might work for somebody else. It might not. I am, I, you know, I never wanted to call myself a dating expert. This one always loves calling herself a dating expert because I, I don't know what that really means. And I have experience in dating. Does that make me an expert? No, it doesn't. You, but you, you, I think, I, if you know, you I do... think if you're paying attention, it does because you have this experience and you can, but share that's it. my experience and it may not work for somebody else. And I can offer sure. that as a suggestion for things. I would hate to be cut and dry with things and say, this is the way it works. This is the way it doesn't work. It doesn't, you can't, uh, you can't apply that to everybody. It's not a cookie cutter. You can't, thing. but I think what you're saying is that you you recognize that. You know, I, I had these friends in high school. Their dad was in the Merchant Marines, and they had three-day shore leave in Brazil. He went ashore, single. He came back married to some you know, Brazilian woman who didn't speak a word of English. Perfect. They're still married. Uh, it's like 40-something years later. I can't tell you why that worked. I had more in common with my ex, and we didn't make it <laughs> 10 and a half years. So... Wow, that's uh, that's you, you do hear about that. You yeah, know, it's, it's one like, night stands. That right, right. I was about to say, you know, when you have. Uh -oh. oh my gosh! Hold on, Somebody's... I have to get up for a second. My sure. daughter's here. I'm not sure why. Okay. Let me pause. Sunshine girl, oh. did you come to stay? I'm talking I to your dog or your daughter? My I get a hug. He's a talking dog. <laughs> I don't. Go ahead and look. I'm actually on a phone call right He's now. He's got a talking dog. Yo, yeah, I do have a talking dog. That is hilarious. Have You're in the wrong business, there, Brian. Are you there, saying Brian. that because you saw that, or are you just no? No, we, we didn't heard see it. Anything. First, we heard, we hear a dog barking, we, and you say, and she it starts to talk. So, oh, okay, it was really very funny. So, I use my dog as my spokes puppy for my business, and I have a series of videos of him talking. That is really and funny. They make me so happy. Aww. It's just it's. Stupid how happy they make me. What's the response been? It's been fantastic. Okay, it sounds great. It's a, it's, it's, I, you know, those, I don't remember. There's some old TV show from the 1960s where they had, I think it was a dog where they superimposed people's lips moving. Mr. Ed? No, it was before Mr. Ed, way before. A anyway, that's what I do because I know Final Cut pretty well. Was it live action? Put, it was like, yeah, a little live action. Wasn't live like action Clutch Cargo, on. Clutch Cargo, uh, oh, Lancelot Link? No, that's not like it was like real monkey's lips. Yes. That's but, Robbie's favorite show, by the way. It was one of my favorite shows. Oh, I remember loving that. Wasn't that great? Of course. Oh, but yeah, so I have, I made an Instagram account for my dog, Milo Speaks, Milo Dot Speaks. Oh my gosh. And I put up these videos and I put up his point of view. Like when we go on a walk in the neighborhood, he'll see some trash that he wants to smell and take pictures of that, stuff like that. It's, it's just. I love it. I just entertain myself. Okay. I forgot what we were talking about. It doesn't really matter. We're having a good time. We're having a great time. Um, I want to know, well, first of all, I just want to say something about the expertise part. I think, I really do believe if you've done something long enough, you do become an expert at it, especially, yeah. I mean, isn't, isn't that what Malcolm Gladwell said? 10,000 hours. If he said it, it's got to be true. 10,000 yes. hours? Of doing 10, anything. 10,000 hours. Gives yeah. you okay. I went on yeah. 10,000 dates. Yeah. I'm an expert. Sorry. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, but an expert at what at that point? 10,000 dates doesn't mean that you're an expert at accepting, except for accepting dates. That doesn't mean that where's the expertise Because I know everything. 
Oh, there really? is to know about maybe maybe you shouldn't have accepted so uh, many dates well and... how do you th- that was my education oh. how do you think i got this brilliant anyway <laughs> enough about me brian let's talk about your rules what do you think of her what do you, yeah uh brian your book yeah. tell us the name of your book the book is spouse hunting using the rules of real estate to find the love of your life now tell us a few of your favorite rules from the book my favorite rule, hold on. I wrote this down because I hope you were going to ask me that thing. Obviously, I like number five, which is to make a list. The one that was kind of the most surprising to you, to me, was rule number 42. And it's number 42 because of the Checker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, but the rule is get feedback from buyers. And what that means is I would go on dates and for whatever reason no chemistry whatever didn't work out you know thank you very much back in the days we used to shake in and i was writing the book and i went on a date and i really like this girl and she just was like nah i don't think we need to do it again and so it was hard but i brought myself you know i worked up the courage and i said you know i'd like to get some feedback you know what what is it that didn't work for you wow and it i gotta say she gave me an honest appraisal. Oh, I love We this. had a great conversation. Did, oh my God. Have I not talked cool about part. having a, an exit exam from a ex? Isn't it? I hate to put it a, in that I, strict I, me too. terms, but you know what? I knew that I was applying the rule in real estate, and I thought, well, if this is a parallel, then I need to, to do it in dating as well. And so, yeah, it was hard. I did it. She gave me her appraisal. And then the neat thing is she introduced me to two of her friends. So... It's not just, I mean, I think the feedback is the important part. The extra, you know, frosting on the cake was that, you know, because I was forthcoming and said, you know, I really want to see what I can do to, you know, make this work better, work, make me work better, you know, what what's missing, what's working, whatever. She took that as like a really good sign. And the two of her friends, what happened there? You know, it didn't work out with either of them. We never actually met, but she introduced me. That's my amazing daughter. That's great. She, you, amazing. Great. Good for you. God, her brain is incredible. Congratulations, awesome. Dad. Good job. Yeah, good job, Dad. I, I, I hate feedback. I would never ask. <laughs> Honestly, it scared me. I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's so refreshing, and I think that you can only learn if you are able to be defenseless and not have to put up a, a wall of not wanting to hear some negative yeah. things as well as positive. And I think it's a, if it's a, if it's an honest portrayal of in an exit exam uh, for a relationship, I, I just think there's, a, there's something but to yeah, it. Yeah, but you're not a house. You know, people house. aren't houses. They're, you know, feedback on a house. Okay, you're not going to hurt the house. People are feelings. houses, my friend. <laughs> people well, are and, 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 you know, if you've had any experience in in the career that I used to have working in, in film, that's you know, the hard part. I always admired the crap out of actors because they are the product, and so any response, any negative response, is a critique of them. And so, how do you get up the guts to go back the next day and go to another audition where the odds tell you you're going to be rejected, and it, they just keep doing it and they keep doing it and they keep doing it. It's just, because that is casting. 
And then it becomes, it, it, it just comes down to simple casting. Are you right for the part? That's the thing. Are you right for the part? And what back to, you know, what Trevor said before, it's like, you are enough. You may not be right for this part, right. but you or are for enough. this person, or you, you may not be the right house for this family. Yes. But this house, house, this house yeah. is perfect for the perfect family that will respond yeah. to this house. This person is perfect for that potential mate that is looking to check off all the boxes that this person has. So I, it's yeah. so subjective. Um, and I do believe that there's somebody for everybody. I mean, I think absolutely. there's more than one somebody for everybody. We, I do too. Couples and I'm like, I don't know what you guys see in each other because I don't see anything in either of you, but you're happy together. God right. bless you. Thank you for that. I say it all the time. There's a, there's a lid for every pot. So the, yeah, the, the whole, the rocks in her head fit the, 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 whole, <laughs> the rocks in her head fit the holes in his. Yeah. It's right? amazing. It's such a compliment. Um, but back to the feedback, or maybe sort of on a related note, I when I would meet a guy and I would dig him, and you know there was some maybe chemistry and connection, and we had a date, second date, and maybe a third date. So I don't know if everybody knows this, but I study astrology. Mm. I'm a little bit of an amateur astrologer, and I'm getting to my question. more than amateur. I am getting around to my question. I sure hope it so. does relate to real estate. So I would go home and I would get their birth information and I would do their chart and I would see if we were on paper, you know, if we were, if it was real, compatible, you know? So my question to you is how many clients say to you, I need my feng shui shaman here. I need to feel the energy. I need to know it's not just the house is nice looking, but I need to have someone I need something else to come in and confirm that it's it's got good energy here. You know, it's funny, Portland for its reputation, we don't seem to have as much of that as you would expect. That's surprising, yes. Yeah, I saw a lot more of that in LA than I ever see here. It's kind of doing feng shui for a guy. Or right? Yeah. That's how I look. I mean I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting help. I think, well, my question to you is, did you ever, you know, go out with somebody you liked them enough to go on three dates, do the charts and go, oops, no, cut them off. Because uh, of a bad chart? Because of a bad chart, yeah. If it didn't work, it it sort of confirmed what I already saw. Uh-huh. Uh, if it did work, I mean, look, we all look into things the way we want to look at them, right? Yeah. And so... Uh, I see there are things in Robbie's chart that I just, I know that of course he's that way because he's a double Gemini and his moons and Aries. And I know certain placements aren't necessarily, some are super compatible with mine and some aren't not so much, but Hey, you know, opposites attract. Uh, but I was just curious cause I, I feel very strongly about one's home and one's surroundings and the energy yeah. that it is. And I, I, I swear the more I know about feng shui and I've also read a lot about that too, the more I, I truly believe a home has a personality, a home yes. has a heartbeat and it has, you know, a, a life sort of, there's life force inside a home and yeah. sometimes it's not always good. Sometimes it isn't. This, I the house that I ended up buying it 
you know, if I had gone through my list, it checked off something on the list. I, the, some things became super important when I finally saw the house. I'm like, that, like I have to have a porch. I don't know why, but I have to have a porch. This house has a porch. It makes me super happy. But the energy inside was just, there's a, in the living room, there's like this column of flies swirling around. And so he was like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a spiritual person, but I'm kind of open. So I went and got some sage and I burned it in the house and I made up my own ritual. And sure enough, the flies went away and the house feels better. I can't, I can't tell you why I'm glad it worked. Right. There, there are some no-nos, some feng shui no-nos. Like if we were to go house hunting and we saw a house that the staircase pointed right to the front door. Mm. That's that's supposedly not well, great. You, you open the front door and there's a staircase. And the money, the money, it's suppo- interesting. Yes, she's she's very sensitive to that. We've seen that in other people's homes. Uh, another uh, thing is, uh, and you, wait, yeah, let them know why. Tell me why. Uh, we went to a friend's house. What happens to the the money goes out the door? Ah, uh, stairways. What if you keep the door closed? It doesn't matter. Uh, well, that's oh. you open the door. It's exposing the stairway and it's going straight out. So it's just an interesting kind of a yeah. comment that uh, Trevor made. And I and we went to a, a friend of ours used to have a lovely old um, house uh, in the Hollywood Hills, gorgeous. I mean, original, everything. Yes. Uh, and we walked in, the first thing I said was, she's she hasn't done well in this house financially. And it's true. I just because of the staircase, and lo and behold, she she ended up moving not too mm-hmm. long after that. Another wow. another no no for me, or not a no no, but just to to be kind of aware of our beams, overhead beams. I had heard that one, but is it when you can see them? Because like if you have a normal ceiling, there are rafters, but the ceiling comes underneath it. Is uh, that okay? There's there's some debate as to whether beams are you know okay are there ways that you can mitigate the negative energy from beams i mean Uh look it's the same thing if you dated someone with baggage hello there it's the same thing they come with it the house the structural there are there are elements to a house that you cannot really change as there are with people you can't Uh change the fact that you, you know someone's divorced with kids and might have a crazy ex or whatever that's just the way it is and you but there are ways to work with it Mitigate ah. the energy, I'm assuming. I don't know. When we... So can you do anything about the doorway? Or is that just, you know, stairways going to the door- doorway? Yes, you, I think no you drop. can't. I think you can't. You can't relocate it. I think you can with just um, mir- some mirrors. If you have a mirror at the front door, projecting energy mm. out, the reflection, or inwards. I can't remember. Um, there's, there's certain things. If you can't, obviously you can't rip up a stairway. But there are ways to... Yeah. It work could, with what you got. It could be a deal breaker for uh-huh. you. Yes. I'm trying to remember some yes. other ones. Water features are great. That's why people tend to put water, you know, fountains and, you know, that's that's good feng shui. Uh, uh-huh. Plants in certain corners of, of the room where, where bathrooms are placed, where kitchens are placed. Uh, there's a whole science to it. There's a whole art and science to it. I love it. Wow. But that's just me. We could go yeah. on. Brian, uh, it's it's about that time. Yes. Uh, but we would like to uh, hear from you. Where can people find you and tell us how about your book and where we can get that to? Okay. Well, the book is on Amazon. And the best way to get it is to search for spouse hunting. And it'll be one of 700,000 things that come up. But 
Um, if somebody wants to find me, the best way is probably Facebook. I'm Brian, your favorite realtor on Facebook. And on Instagram, I think I, I mentioned I that yourself. Milo, my puppy, is my spokes puppy, and he has a site, Milo.speaks. Got it. Got where it. you can see him doing spokes puppy stuff. Oh, me. great. Okay. Great. Um, do you have to be in your area to work with you? Well, yeah, I'm licensed only in Oregon. Okay. What, you know, and I, I get, I just got an email this morning from somebody in Florida asking me questions. And I am, if I can't answer the question, I can always find the person who can answer the question. So I'm, I'm happy to help. Okay. Groovy. Brian, this has been very enlightening. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thanks. You are too. You're awesome too. And uh, come we, back. Yeah, we really okay. uh, enjoy this. Uh, this is exactly what our show is is about it is a relationship show and yeah. uh we are six years into our marriage just a couple weeks ago congratulations thank you and if it wasn't for yesterday's fight <laughs> we may not but have we survived. got through it we got through it because we've got good feng shui uh, in this in this house yes. so yes well and and i think that i you know, the last rule in my book is express your gratitude and I'm, I, I'm sure you guys do. Yes. It's like, you know what? If you keep your eye on, it was not easy finding this person. And I am grateful for having done that. That's what keeps the relationships going. Yeah, right? Gratitude. We'll take the edge yeah. off just about anything. Better. Uh, okay. Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll come see you in Portland when we're there. When, yes. Oh, please when, do. When we don't, so much and if you're ever in L.A., come Absolutely say hi. So. And... Oh, if we're ever in L.A., I just got to say this. We are going to El Pollo Loco. That's the one thing I missed so much. All right. We may make a little audible, call an audible there at the we end. We got much better. Yeah, there's some better. There's some, yeah. come on. No, no knock on El Pollo Loco. <laughs> yeah, and if yeah. El Pollo, Mr. Yeah, if El Pollo wanted, Loco, if you want to sponsor, come on Yeah, on. we should not say yes. that. We love El Pollo Loco. I do. I love El Pollo. We, but we, you know what, Brian? You were in advertising, right? Yeah. I have the perfect tagline for them. Probably tell me. Tell I'm me. not going to tell it. Don't on, tell it. No, All right. I'm telling you, I have. Save it. I have a Clio winning oh my god okay cleo okay winning yeah. tagline for el pollo loco and i also have one for derwiner schnitzel all right that's have... still around yes there's one out here in the, the copywriter writer in me cannot help herself i just oh. can't stop myself okay stop yourself yeah. all right uh <laughs> stop yourself brian thanks again have a great rest of the day and uh hold on when we're done but uh i'll, I'll cut that out uh, so, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Keep I really up the great work. You have me on. Great. Yeah. Thanks. We'll be back next week. Oh, what about us? What about us? Write us at uh, donebeansingle.com. Go ahead. Questions, dilemmas. Real estate issues. Compliments. Whatever. Complaints. We'll forward them to the experts. Uh, funny stories. At, we are the experts. And Not then to mention, hold on. And what then, about... And now, more Tales from Dating Hell. So we got want dating hell stories, so that's always good to have. And right. follow us at at Single. Right. Okay? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Talk to you. We will be back next again week. next week with a new show. Barring any kind of <laughs> pan more pandemic yes. things and civil unrest. And... Okay. Love ya. Bye-bye. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends Trevor and Robbie. 
See you next week on Done Being Single.